Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, uh, this is all, this is for us, this expensive water? Yeah. From the glaciers of Yeah. Are they a sponsor? No, so yeah. Then don't, don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't. I don't want. I don't. We, do not utter their name water. on the podcast. We have tap water. Are we gonna start or what? Was yeah, that? I'm, I'm waiting. Already? Zion's throwing me off with his fucking <laughs> sitting over there, all conspicuous. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Brand new episode of the Load Management Podcast. It's your man Chops, as always, here in New York City. My man Adam out in L.A. Adam, what's going on? Hola from the land of angels, sunshine, all that bullshit. Oh, yeah. You sound very delightful today. You know, podcast day. I love it when we get to podcast, Adam. I'm in yeah, a happy, podcast mood. Yeah, happy fucking Tuesday, pal. <laughs> yeah, happy fucking Tuesday. Uh, we have our man Zion with us, you know. Uh, he's finally back in the pod room. He took like a five-week vacation to Staten Island, I think, right? You went to Staten Island? Staycation? Staycation to Staten Island? Staycation, man, because I was You say hello to my family? <clears throat> Bro. Bro, what did, like, did you, we're, did we're you gonna like get, get to some, Adam. You got some PlayStation in? Like, what did you do? Bro, <laughs> I, was, I was in the gym for real, oh, to be honest. Yeah, working out? Oh, again? you throwing those yeah. plates around? Yeah, chops. Chops actually called me when I was in the gym. I, oh. I didn't want to pick up, but I thought it was urgent. It wasn't urgent. <laughs> it wasn't urgent. So, <laughs> wait, so Zion is officially part of the plate throwing community? He throwing Whoa. plates. He throwing. I'm throwing plates too. I got a trainer. Okay. We all here throwing plates. All right. I will say, me and Adam, both of us went and worked out. While we were in Vegas, that's something oh, we didn't mention. Yeah, we both Yo, hit the gym. Adam, I, need video, I need video of that. <laughs> Joining us for the first time since the first episode, Angel Diaz is back with us. No clue why, but I'm happy to be here. We've had a guest for like three straight yeah, months know, on the pod. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, all right. So yeah, Angel's with us. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. I don't know how many people in our audience are Curb Your Enthusiasm fans. Obviously, we're big fans here. Angel watches. I watch. Adam watches. Zion's too young and doesn't watch. He only watches... I only watch basketball. He, he only watches <laughs> Pelicans games for his entertainment. No, uh, no, no HBO programming for him. But this week's episode, character on the show named Carl tragically killed himself. R.I.P. R.I.P. Carl. Very sad. Cause of death. The New York Jets. Yeah, you figure the magical vagina would keep him alive, though, right? Like, I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> Car- Carl just said, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> he was, but he was estranged from the magical vagina, so he, yeah. wasn't, he didn't oh, have right. access to the magical vagina. Yeah, so, cause of death, the Jets, with a little bit of the Knicks, Knicks threw in, <clears throat> thrown in. So, that got me thinking. While I was watching the episode, I was like, fuck. Like... He was really down in the dumps because of, you know, your sports team. And sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes you go through a moment, you know, watching a game, these big moments. And when your team loses, that shit hurts. Like, that shit will stick with you for a long time. Maybe not Adam because Adam's not really a fan of anybody. So I don't know if he's had an emotional connection to anything. But for me, there's moments that, you know, define my life as sadness from my sports teams. So I pose this question on Twitter. I want you guys to, you know, interact with us and everything. But the worst sports moment of your life. That's what last night's Curb episode made me think of because Car- obviously that's an extreme you see example. With like the Jets, though, it's like, it's just a combination. 
That it is true. Yeah, there's yeah, like the Browns. Like, the Browns for me are a lot. The the Browns from 1999. It could. It's a whole lot of shit to be depressed about. But I feel like everybody has moments that you just remember from sadness in sports. Zion, you might be too young. I don't know if you've ever had a moment that's. Look, we, we going there again. <laughs> no, but you are. But you because you're a Giants and Yankees fan, so you don't really have nothing there. Look, be, before we go into it, like, let's give all oh, our allegiances just so everybody know. So I'm obviously a Cleveland fan. All the Cleveland teams. Angel. Giants, Yankees, Yankees Knicks. Knicks, that's the big three. No hockey affiliation no, on that no, level no, where it could hurt you. Yeah. Call, you're a UNC fan. Can UNC hurt Barely. you to the fact where it would like really hurt or no? The Villanova game, you know, when uh, when we lost the championships of Villanova, that shit was kind of crazy. That did it. I was, okay, I so was pretty down. Zion, Duke, Duke obviously Giants, Giants, Nets, Yankees, Nets. Nets. That they don't even have enough. Big games to let you down in anything. Yeah, so. exactly right. Like the Nets, like what have they <laughs> been? Through? Adam, your allegiances, obviously the Yankees. Yeah, Yankees fan and UConn are my one and two. And then I have emotionally removed myself from the other two squads <laughs> that have given me nothing but heartache, oh, yeah. bullshit, nonsense, and agita, and that being the Jets and the Knicks. So unlike Carl, who allowed those teams to drive him to an early grave, I removed myself emotionally from the Jets and Knicks because they always disappoint you, always let you down and just ruin your entire fucking existence. So I don't give a shit about those two teams the same way I used to. Well, what's your worst sports moment of your life? Let me ask you well, that. Well, my worst sports moment of my life to get into, and obviously I'm going first on this topic, I go back to 2004 when the Yankees and the Red Sox were in the fighting each other tooth and nail in the ALCS. <laughs> and the reason why this is the worst sports moment of my life was because at that point I was up at UConn, at the University of Connecticut in Northeastern Connecticut, which is right in the middle of Red Sox territory. You old and fuck. I am old. And when I went to school, I said, when I still prayed, I said, Dear God, please do not let the Red Sox win a championship in my four years going to college in fucking New England. And what happened in the worst goddamn imaginable scenario possible, Red Sox coming back from a 3-0 deficit and me having to watch all these fucking frat bros around UConn walking around all fucking high and mighty and giving their girlfriends pink Red Sox caps and just going ape shit and partying and raging as they dance on the Yankees' decrepit, disgusting grave as they embarrassingly lost and blew that 3-0 lead in the ALCS to the god-awful, you know, caveman Red Sox. That was by far and away the most agonizing, worst sporting experience of my life because the previous year... I was in Yankee Stadium for Game 7 of the Aaron Boone game when he destroyed and ripped the hearts out of Red Sox fans all over the place with that amazing comeback and that unexpected home run. So I went from the high of the Aaron Boone game to one year later witnessing my worst nightmare possible, being in New England for the Red Sox, you know, curse-ending championship, 86 years being erased. Um, it was agony. I think I think it didn't even matter where you were if you were a diehard Yankees fan. Like you could have been. No, no, being in New England made it a million times worse. A million <laughs> well, times worse. Like I wasn't in Boston. I didn't go to school in Boston, but still in Northeastern Connecticut, it is the heart of Red Sox territory. Yeah. And I swear to God, I feel like every like every girlfriend, you know, every girl on campus whose whose boyfriend was a Red Sox fan, all of a sudden out of nowhere started like rocking pink Red Sox hats, and they were all over the fucking campus. So it's like every morning walking to class, and in the afternoon you just got inundated with. Red Sox paraphernalia. Do you remember the specific moments of every single game of the comeback of the four that they won? Yeah, because I remember, especially Game Seven, because like I was watching with like some of my friends up there were Yankees fans, and some you know casual, a few like one New Yorker and another guy who was a big Yankees fan, and some other people didn't really give a shit. But like <laughs> I remember watching the game in my apartment and just being completely shell shocked at the whipping that the Yankees took in Game Seven as the Red Sox just teed off 
pitch after da- pitch. Damon Grand Slam was that game, right? Yeah, game Javi, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah, every like every Yankees pitcher they threw out there. Kevin Brown got murdered. Um, who was, you know, I, I'm drawing a blank on the other guys, but like every guy that Joe Torre handed the ball to got slaughtered. It was just sheer like just lunacy of the Red Sox fans, and I can't blame them when you're at college and you're just getting shit faced on a Thursday or Friday night, like. Yeah, you're gonna go apeshit when your team wins. It's gonna be very, very tough for me to ever top that because, um, again, as you can clearly tell, like it fucked me up. Yeah, it sounds like it, buddy. I mean, that's probably high on a lot of people's list. Zion, what about you? You're young. I want to. I want to know. Stop putting me young card. Bro. I mean, you are. You're younger than all of us, so it's different perspective right. than the rest of us. Right. I think. Go ahead. All right. It's you're. It's relax. a. Di- it's relax. A, Adam and Angel a little a little relax. older. I'm thirty. Like I feel like I feel like you got a different perspective on what could be a heartbreaking, the worst sports moment of your life. 2010. 2010. Okay. What? Where you going? Yeah. Jackson. Oh, the Giants. Oh, the punt, Re- the the punt, punt return. return. Was, really? Yes, because number one, we were up. We were up twenty-one that game. Woo. So. And it's obviously like a big division game. Like the division was on the line, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, pretty kind of, pretty okay. much. Okay. And like we saw the comeback coming, I was like, okay, 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 they're coming back, they're coming back. Of course, Matt Dodge was not supposed to punt the ball to the. He had one job: punt the ball out of bounds. We go into OT. Okay, we'll see what happens from there. Yeah. Man kicks it to Deshaun Jackson, <laughs> and that's not even the like after, after Deshaun Jackson scored. I like ran downstairs in my basement. I think I like punched the wall, and my dad, being African, you know, Nigerian, he's not he don't he don't play that. Came downstairs, started yelling at me, just gave me <laughs> one big slap, <laughs> and like so it added to my pain that you know we just number one they lost the division after that, didn't make the playoffs, and I got beat because of it. So like. <laughs> That was definitely the worst. Did you punch an actual hole in the wall? I don't think I punched a hole, but I definitely punched something and yeah. it made a loud noise. So everybody came downstairs. <laughs> like, what the you're fuck real, is going yeah, on? You're not a real fan if you haven't punched something. I in mean, your I, house. Punched, no, 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 I, I punched, punched something. I punched yeah, something. I definitely have punched something. I'm, I don't know if I've ever punched something because of a regular season game, bro. That that was not just a regular season game, bro. It, that's the playoffs right there. Yeah, Dude, that, I know. I remember that was a big game. Yeah. And I remember watching that, and we like. Everybody in the stadium, everybody watching was like, do not kick it to Deshaun Jackson. And he fucking kicks it to Deshaun Jackson. He fumbled it. The fumble helped it out. And then the actually. move back. The thing about that one is it's it hurts much so much worse <laughs> when, as a fan, you feel like something was avoidable oh, as, yeah. as your, your team could have done. Like the Red Sox 3-0 thing. Probably not avoidable. Like that was just like a the perfect storm. I mean, mate, we could get into the. No, no, no. Yeah. I was gonna say like I wanted to say because I grew up, you know, a big Yankee fan. Yeah. So that right there, it should have hurt me as much as Adam. I, I think is a little different because he was on campus with with a bunch of those fans. Yeah. But for me, it was like we kind of deserve to go out like that. Like all the years that we. That we beat them and yeah. how we beat them. It was like coming back it to it a little bit. It wasn't yeah. even really a rivalry because we were we would just like trounce them. They were like our little brothers or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of like for us, for them to beat us, it kind of had to be in like this historic fashion. For sure. You know, and also like 
you think they were stealing signs? Was it Alex Cora on that on that team? <laughs> was he playing on that team? Alex Cora was playing. Go back and look at the rosters. I don't think they were stealing signs, but like the Yankees played that. Yankees were inept, and the pitching let them down. For there's a million reasons why they lost. But the Angel, it's a good point though. It's like up until that point, like as as Pedro had said, like. The Yankees were their daddies. Their daddies. Yeah, it's like the Yankees are our daddies. And uh, but uh, again, for them, for the Red Sox to overcome in that historic fashion, like to, I can't imagine what it must have been like for a Red Sox fan to just do that to the Yankees and then to finally win your first World Series in 86 years. Like it must have been like the highest of highs as a sports fan. But for a Yankees fan, again, where I was, that was by far the lowest of lows. Yeah, and those teams were like, you know, I I like Manny before he became a Red Sox. I like Pedro before he became a Red Sox. Yeah. So it was like those teams are kind of like. They weren't you a hate. That wasn't a hateable good, bunch. You know? Ortiz. That wasn't a hateable bunch. I mean, bunch. I hated them, but then it's like we kind of deserve to go out like that. I'm surprised like, by Zion's. I thought it might be a Duke type thing, but I guess nah, Duke, Duke hasn't had a, a loss. I mean, they've had tournament Wait, losses. Duke goes out. Duke goes out in agonizing fashion every single year. You know, every time. But that's like the thing. Decade. We always lose. Like it, it's not like it happens. Well, it, last, last season they were supposed to be, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Kentucky. But last season wasn't the worst moment of your life. What's the worst, Angel? What's the worst sports moment of your life? You think? So I've been th- when you when you brought this up when you asked me when you hit me up last night I, I've been thinking and it's just it's basically my man Carl but with the Knicks like it's not <laughs> one moment it's it's a so the one moment is Game Seven of the Finals I was in fifth or sixth grade mm-hmm. when we lost to the Rockets yeah and Elijah blocks John Stark shot John Starks went I don't know, man he went like two for thirty. <laughs> That sounds like a normal John Stark game. And this is fifth grade, so I've been carrying this for a long time. Yeah, you've been carrying right? this band. <laughs> and the then I want to say from. the Isaiah Thomas era, man. Like I remember, my father told me when we when we got Isaiah Thomas and we made the trade for Stephon Marbury, he told me it was going to be a disaster, and I didn't listen to him. I was like, Nah, Starberry's back. He at the Garden. Isaiah, Isaiah did dec- decent with the Raptors, or whatever. Like he made good, he makes good draft picks, which is still true. His draft, his draft record is still is is pretty solid. But I just ain't. I didn't know the business. I guess at the time, yeah. Like I was just thinking about the roster. Like yeah. we had Crawford, uh, <laughs> Eddie. Cur- I was like Eddie Curry's gonna make. He's gonna. <laughs> you know what I mean. He he's decent or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. I was making all these excuses, man. It's just like that right there was like when it started. When when I started, like Adam said, like to emotionally detach myself. Yeah. And I did. I was. I did that for a while, right? I I kind of believed in those teams a little too much. Took a lot out of me. And then when we got the mellow thing. Yeah. I kind of got back on board. Yeah. But then that shit turned to shit. So it was just like <laughs> the Knicks are just the Knicks are like the Browns. Mm-hmm. The Browns since 1999, I couldn't point one moment that is the worst or more like worse than others. Drafting Manziel, the the block kick on Monday Night Football where they lost and they didn't win a game that season. Uh, the Dennis Northcutt dropping the pass against Pittsburgh in 2004. Like there's so many moments that I can't pick one Browns moment as the worst sports <laughs> moment of my life. The Cavs, I, however, can fucking pick out a moment. And not the decision. The decision was easily the worst moment of my life, I think. <laughs> not sports moment. The decision was the worst moment of my life. So I'm putting that up to the side because that was literally like... Did you fuck. light a jersey on fire? No, that I night? did not light. I have, I have all my LeBron jerseys. Cap. I have all... Uh, we'll check the tape, pal. Check the tape. I have all my LeBron jerseys. My worst moment as a sports fan, I've never felt more down 
2009 Eastern Conference Finals Orlando Magic. Mm. That, oh, yeah. that was supposed to be it. Yeah, we were getting series. Kobe versus LeBron in the finals. Cavs had a legit shot. They won 66 games that year. Like, that was it. And these motherfuckers lost to Richard Lewis, Hito Turkoglu, and Ray for Alston. Launching threes <laughs> from everywhere. Bro, that was, I've never, I'm sure I punched something. Like, I would, 2000, <laughs> 2009, I was, I'm 30 now, so 2019. Oh, I was yeah. a LeBron James fan during that era. I love Dwight Howard during that era. Dwight, yeah, I forgot about Dwight, LeBron. obviously. Bro, we, I, that was, I still get upset, like, when people bring up that final, that series. That hurts me way more than the next year when they lost to Boston and LeBron shot left-handed free throws and, like, <laughs> it was clear that, like, shit I'm, was going. But, bro, <laughs> to lose to Hito Turkoglu and Rashard Lewis and fucking right. Ray for Austin was fucking doing, like, crazy shit. I was like, Skip what? to my Lou. Skip to my Lou. Was, was, ja- was Jameer healthy during that series? Jameer was healthy and playing, or, or he may have been banged up because wasn't he hurt in the final? I don't, I don't, I don't really remember. That's not a bad roster, though. I mean, I get the Cavs won so many games and the Cavs Bro, were, no, that was the, the year. But, that I, but was I'll, the say year. This, I'll say this. Yeah, because he left sometimes, after that. Sometimes uh, the teams after come that, together yeah. at the right time, but that, that Orlando Magic roster wasn't that bad. It wasn't Hedo, that bad. Hedo, Hedo, like, they were on, and and then they were on PEDs. Like they, Richard Lewis got suspended for steroids. <laughs> yeah, none, like, and none of them cast are still in, are in no, the league anymore, except no. for Dwight Howard. He's like, don't yeah, do Dwight's like the only bro that <laughs> I was like, I was like, because growing up in Cleveland, you hear about the drive, the fumble, all this mm. kind of shit. I never lived through that, so I didn't know. At that moment, I was like, yo, this shit isn't fun. Because right before that, the Indians blew a three-one lead to the Red Sox in 07. And I was like a pretty big Indians fan then. I was like, oh, this sucks. Okay, I get a taste of it. <laughs> but it's the Red Sox, so it's like, whatever. They won the World Series. But, bro, when they lost that Magic Series, I was like, fuck, LeBron's gone. That's when it first started in my mind. Like, we lost him because he can't do it with this with this group. And they're not going to be – they brought in Shaq the next year, old-ass Shaq. Because of Dwight. Because they, they, they were like, we need someone to guard Dwight. Get try, Shaq. I remember they, they, they decided to get Antoine Jameson instead of Amari Stoudemire. No. I'll never Fake news. That. Because <laughs> because the Steve Kerr confirmed that the Amari deal was never going to happen. The Amari for J.J. Hickson deal, which – J.J. Hicks. Remember, wow. J- he's like, wow. he like wow. robbed people like two years ago. Like, <laughs> I think he might be in jail. Like, oh, yo, that's right. Yeah, he like a B and E. But so for me personally, that like the decision sucked. But the decision only really happened, I feel, because of the fucking. 2008, 2009 Magic Series. I, I feel like it wouldn't have stung as much if he didn't do it the way that he did it. Well, yeah. Everybody I mean, kind of knew was that. Terrible. Everybody kind of had a feeling he was going to leave. I thought he was staying. I mean, but I was a Cavs fan, so. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to date myself, but. Uh, we already other, did, so go ahead. Yeah, other, Adam dated him. He said mean, he was in college in 2004. No, yeah. I mean, I'll never forget this. Like, when Mike Tyson lost to Buster Douglas. Oh, that's that's dating. You mean? These guys weren't even alive yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wasn't that 88? <laughs> it was 88, no, yeah. I wasn't born yet. Zion wasn't even thought of yet. I remember. Mm. I just remember that shit. Cause uh-huh. like the whole hood loved Mike Tyson, and then when that happened, <laughs> and he went down. He went, when he lost, and then when he got locked up, like that shit. I remember just as a kid, just being devastated by that, not knowing, you know, what happened and yeah. all that. So I want to read some tweets and kind of bring this up because it's interesting that we all have different sports. Kind of yours is the Knicks in general, the Giants, and then Adam with. Uh, I mean, the Giants and the Yankees been good to me, man. So it's like there's never if, been one. I even mean, when they even when they had like the the Sean Jackson thing. 
But 2004 with the Yankees, it's just like, how can I complain, you know? By the way, Starks did get fouled in that shot by Elijah one. Oh, he probably did, but he still shot. <laughs> he did go, but he, went, but he went. <laughs> but, but Starks but went 16 or 18 that night. He missed 16 of his 18 shots. One regret that I have. All of, 11 of his three-pointers. Of my Knicks fandom is being a John Starks fan when I was Oh, I love Starks, too. I, he was my no. favorite player. <laughs> But I, it was I just agonizing like, watching. If that. I knew what I knew now, you wouldn't have been a John. Stark I would have never been a John Starks fan because he, he, he's not. He's fucking. He's mid. He's like the uh, definition of mid, bro. Yeah, but he was an all star. <laughs> yeah, well, bro, I, Devin like, Harris was an all star. Come on. <laughs> so what? You have to give guys. If you, if you get to be if you get to be named one of the top twenty four players in the league in one season, that's pretty fucking good. All right, we can go on and on about John. Starks, we can. Yes, we can have a long debate about John Starks. <laughs> so here's one that caught me: Jay Nealon on Twitter. Said, dude, I'm a Seahawks fan. So, what what possibly yeah, is I bad mean, about being a Seahawks fan? I guess they just started being good, but the but goal you won line, a, you won a Super Bowl. Bowl. The goal line play was kind of crazy, but they still won a Super Bowl yeah, recently. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear that. You got Russell Wilson, <laughs> so Jay Nealon. I'm sorry, <laughs> Matt Lamarca. This is one I talked to Adam about earlier. Carlos Beltran called strike three. Mm. 2006 NLCS. I remember watching that. Yeah, just a Mets fan in general would have to be up there for a lot of people. You got to go down fan. swinging. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but that was a nasty curveball. That was a that nasty curveball by off. Wainwright. That was a really nasty curveball. And also, again, Andy Chavez was the guy who made that awesome catch Andy a few innings before when yeah. Mets fans thought they were destined to go to the World Series. But to watch your best player get called out on a nasty third strike like that, yeah, that like ask any Mets fan like that'll still give them shivers. Uh, we have a Vikings fan that dropped in Gary Anderson, ninety-eight uh, NFC Championship game. Remember, he missed the kick against the Falcons, and then Brett Favre the interception in the two thousand nine. So. Vikings fans, Vikings fan, like Minnesota fans in general, kind of have a shaky like sports uh, kind of history. Yeah, but if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, you're expected to have your kicker miss a like a, a kick. Like that's just how it goes. Like, At miss, that point, their though, kickers like, miss kicks yeah. all the time. 2015 Final Four semis versus Wisconsin. Who? Who was that? Uh, Kentucky. 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 Undefeated Kentucky, team. Yeah. Oh, an undefeated Kentucky. Who was on the, they lost to Frank <laughs> that was Kat. Oh, that was, they Taylor. lost on, Who was yeah. on the Kentucky team? Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Booker. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that whole Pretty team. stacked they team. They lost to Sam Decker and Frank Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> yep. Come on, Oh, bro. man. That's got to hurt. I remember people were saying Frank Kaminsky was a lotto pick. I'm like, come on. Well, man. he was a lotto pick. I mean, he was, but I didn't want him. Yeah, now he's trash. That was a banner evening for the alt-right. Gosh, oh, jeez. All right, Adam. Go there, here's, here's one which I'm kind of surprised about. Cubs fan. Cubs losing 2003 NLCS, which gets overshadowed. That's the Moises Alou? That, the, yeah. the Bartman Bar- play Bar- uh, was his number one. Oh, yeah, but man, they fucked they... up so many times after that. Like, you, can't, yeah, like, they... I, you can't put that on Bartman. I know, but they had like errors after that. Like that, they yo, did. That, they, that, game that was, was on them. That shit was crazy. Like I was like watching that shit. I'm like, yo, nah, they're cursed for real. Like they're that cursed. Shit, yeah, that shit is legit. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was crazy. Cause it, I remember the show. So I forget who it was. I think it was like, Alex Johnson. Yeah, it was like a. a uh, he had like an error after that. I'm like, nah. They man. had crazy shit happen. He butchered like, a routine double play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Carr, friend of the pod, you know, listens to us a lot. Always tweets me. Romo fucking up the hold against the Seahawks. Oh, that was beautiful. That's that's a bad play for the Cowboys. That. Delicious region. though. Yeah, delicious exactly. content. Yeah, y'all love that, but that was bro. All you got to do is just hold the that's ball. That's it. Choke artist. He's but, making well, Tony more Romo's now. doing well for himself. Yeah, today, so he, it worked out just fine for Tony Romo. Seventeen million. That's a joke. 
Semi, like he's John Madden. <laughs> I can't say that's a joke. Get your money. But who? Nah, but who else is getting role. paid that yeah. much? Like Marv Albert and uh, I don't. Th- Bob I Costas doesn't run even make that kind of money. Listen to Tony man. Romo, man. I don't know how much people are getting paid. Who knows how much? Why, like, yeah, why are you hating on him for getting paid? Chris Collinsworth, seventeen million is crazy. I don't know bro. how much. So people, what? Chris who, Collinsworth might be. It's probably making over ten million, right? Stephen no, A. don't even get much, seventeen no. million, bro. Like, yeah, Stephen Stephen A. not getting seventeen. million. <laughs> Tony Romo don't deserve seventeen. Damn, million. here's a Philly fan. They send a gif of the Kawhi shot on the second bounce. I remember thinking it, it's going in, isn't it? That's a tough one. But the Eagles just won the Super Bowl, so I don't know if you're an Eagles fan guy, but I see a lot of Spurs fans. A lot of Spurs fans, what? which is the Ray Allen shot, which is like. That one you're whining a little Bro, bit they, because yeah. you had a dynasty. They yeah. fit the fake ass dynasty. They won like yeah, but uh, still, I mean, but, that, but that's, you know, <laughs> that loss though is still stinging because you're so close to being this truly, truly iconic. Never won back to back. Yeah, never won back to back. Like you're gonna do something that would have been historic, and to have it just all fall apart, and even worse, you know, half the fucking fandom left the arena. I'm with, I'm with Phil Jackson on the Spurs. They're not a true dynasty. All right, I think that was a lot of fun. We're sports moments of our lives. Uh, so you know, definitely tweet us. Share your thoughts with us on your worst sports moment as a fan. Tweet at Peachops underscore whatever Zion's Twitter is. Uh, Complex Sports at Adam Caparel. So definitely share your own moment with us, you know, so we can all be in pain together. Moving on, our load and unload segment this week. Another NBA heavy one because, you know, the NBA is kind of the biggest thing kind of in motion for us right now. And we're moving towards the playoffs, seeding. Everybody's kind of going through it. So let me ask this first question to the group. Load or unload? Is LeBron James threatened by Zion Williamson? Ooh. Zion, you go first. <laughs> we had a conversation Man. about this. Yeah, we did. LeBron James, Zion Williamson is coming for you. He oh. Is, oh, wasn't he on the other side? No, what no, do you he, mean? Oh. no, he just wanted LeBron to be. But it, uh, your question was, it, the, is, is he threatened? He, is okay. he threatened? He's clearly threatened because the way he played the past two games against the Pelicans. The man dropped 40. Then what did he have last night? He had like 30. He triple, double, triple, triple double. Triple double, 34, like 10 and 10. Like, bro, he wasn't doing that all season. But now you just flip the switch like this for Zion? Come mm-hmm. on. And, lo- and lost to the Grizzlies. And lost to the Grizzlies the they night wanna, before. Because they want to play the Grizzlies. They, they don't do. want to play the they, they tanked the game against the Grizzlies? Yes, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Adam, I, I believe that. Adam, I'll ask you this, because you were at the Lakers-Pelicans game, correct? The first one in L.A.? Yes. Is LeBron threatened by Zion Williamson? Load or unload? I don't know. I th- Threatened is is a is a very strong word, but well, I think we're the a fact strong podcast, that buddy. I know you're putting it out there, so I'm gonna unload the word threatened. But do I feel that LeBron is triggered by Zion? Yeah, one million percent. I feel that you know whatever motivation LeBron has to kind of cook up or concoct, he clearly does. The whole Wash King thing, I think, is kind of fallacy, and <laughs> and his age seventeen season and all sort of stuff. Like he's kind of making up things to motivate himself, and clearly something about playing Zion and the spotlight that Zion has received from ESPN and everyone else for good reason. Um, LeBron feels triggered by that, and I feel he wants to show everyone that he still is arguably you know one of the best players, if not the best player in the NBA. But like example number one of him being triggered and just like kind of getting his feelings about this matchup with Zion, like that three he took before the end of the first half 
from 40 fucking feet mm. was the most unnecessary <laughs> shot in the history of the NBA. Two for one. He was going two for one. But didn't he make <laughs> it? He made it. He from made 40 it. feet out? Get the fuck out of here. Like, I was... mean, Zion had that nasty dunk and, and LeBron comes down the court and just yeah. launched that shot for zero yeah. reasons. Like, Bro. you're two for one bullshit. That No, that was like, nah, he did that was just completely, yeah. you're going to do something, I'm going to do something, I'm going to one-up you right now. And that was just so unnecessary. Obviously, it didn't hurt them in the long run. They won the game. But like, that shot to me was like really telling and really glaring. And I thought that like, really gave you a quick little glimpse into the psyche. You can point to, and you can t- talk about two for one, whatever you want, but like, no, nah, to me that was just strictly LeBron being triggered by Zion balling out. Triggered's a good word. Even though, I don't know, it's it's hard to say because LeBron, um, he clearly liked Zion after the game, gave him all his props, gave all the young guys props, so it doesn't seem like he's going to try and push Zion's blessings down or awareness down, but like our Zion just said, Something different comes out of LeBron James when he plays LeBron. when he plays against Zion. Like it's a it's a different kind of game. He feels it's like another level. That's why we need, like I said on the last podcast, we need the playoff series. I just need it to happen. I hope it happens. The um, other thing I'll mention quickly about the game from uh, last week is that if you guys missed the quotes, I don't know, I don't know if you did, but um, LeBron was asked if he had talked to Zion at all. First time they'd interacted or had any communication was dapping each other up at center court, which is kind of shocking and surprising. And when Zion was asked about LeBron on kind of numerous occasions after the game, he wasn't getting pissed off, but like you could tell he was just kind of getting a little bit fed up with all the questions about his relationship with LeBron. Do you look up to LeBron? What was it like to finally play with LeBron? LeBron this, LeBron that. Like He was getting a little frustrated and got a little kind of testy with a few guys that asked him some questions. I'll, I'll say um, that. So that's just that to me, that was kind of notable. And obviously, I wasn't in New Orleans on site to find out what the line of questioning was. But to me, that was interesting. And to get into the psyches of both those guys was, I think, slightly telling from the game in L.A. a week ago. We'll agree with that, but I think they cleaned all that up last night after the game. I think LeBron giving I, LeBron the LeBron was much, yes. LeBron yeah. was much more I mean, effusive in his praise for Zion, and you didn't get the sense that there was this testiness. Um, but it is very interesting that the two of them don't really have any kind of relationship when LeBron has definitely taken on the, the mantle of, like, the, you know, older statesman mentor to all these young guys. Well, that's because yeah. because Zion didn't go to Clutch and Zion didn't go to Nike. He's no, no, Jordan. yeah, there's... Right. There's a, there's a lot you know, of there's listen, a lot of hold up, uh, angels subplots. saying it. Angel, 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 no, saying, angel's and, not wrong. You're 100 percent right. And, but it's and, just but again, this is, goes back to me like Zion to me right now is triggering to LeBron, not threatening. And and Zion had a career high last night. Yes. So people were trying to act like you know because the Lakers beat them twice already or something like that. Four times. They, they, they beat him four times. Zion only played in two. No, yeah. So it's like he had a career high. Mm-hmm. LeBron knows that his days are numbered in terms of being the face of the league. What? Because it's clearly going to be Zion's league. Clearly. Yeah, it is. Like, it's mm, going to be his league. That's he, a little he, spicy, too. He's the only guy of these young guys who, like, is must-watch, where I see people who don't watch other NBA games usually, <laughs> like, even though if they're on TNT or ESPN, those people are tuning in and watching like, Zion. Like, you got to remember last year when he, like, uh, when he was playing with Duke, bro, that shit was, like, box office. Yeah. Like, oh, that I shit was, remember. like, when, when people... No, yeah, but it's, like... <laughs> Casual fans were like yeah. tuning into this kid. Yeah. For the right? first time in history, Duke was actually a likable team. <laughs> yeah, like, and they weren't even that were, likable. They if you weren't a Duke fan, you actually didn't mind watching Duke games. You could actually root for them to win. That was the first time in history and the only time in history that Duke was a likable team. There's a bunch of lotto picks on this. So it's like I knew we were maybe going to get Zion or RJ. So as a Knicks fan, I couldn't even hate on that Duke team. Yeah. You know, I was happy that they lost, but I was also a little disappointed because I thought they were going to do better. 
But I, th- I think triggers the right word. Yeah. I think there's probably something there. But LeBron did. He manned up last <laughs> night. He was the adult in the room. He said the league's in great hands. Yeah, and I think it's more of a competitive thing. Yeah, he's competitive. He's being competitive with the guy who he gets who gets compared to him on a nightly basis. All I know is it took this long to get playoff LeBron. It's not a coincidence that I think we saw it last yeah, night. Yeah, it's not a coincidence. I, or, or two nights ago, whatever. Yeah, but he's been so good this year. I mean, again, he he initiates his playoff LeBron thing whenever he decides to, and he'll announce it either post-game or on social media. But he's just been fucking incredible this entire season anyway. So Yeah, yeah very true. Uh, so next load on our unload, Russell Westbrook, the best player on the Houston Rockets. Load or unload? Right now? No. just mm. Is he the best player on the can Rockets? I, can I go first? Go first, well, Angel. Well, again, I, can you give me hey, some context? Angel, go first. I'm going to go load, man. Best player because on the Rockets. I'm buying it. You know why? And I was going to tweet this yesterday, or I think it was Saturday when they were playing. If Russell Westbrook played like this his whole career, he's so he should have been playing like this from from jump. Because I always hated uh, him, you know, coming down court and just launching shots. He's playing efficient. He's playing the way he's supposed to play. And it shows in their record. Because he's like, what? He's averaging like 35 points a game like since like, shooting, I don't know, like shooting over 55% months. for the that, last what, eight games. Because he can get into the paint whenever he wants. Yeah. Instead of shooting threes, like he would launch all these threes. He's shooting 20%. That, that shit used to get me so mad, bro. It's like when watching Melo play. Mm-hmm. Like Melo and Russell Westbrook are two and Russell Westbrook, two of my favorite players. I hate watching them play <laughs> because they don't make smart decisions. Westbrook now is making smart decisions, yeah. right? And that's what D'Antoni does. He knows how to handle point guards, right? He, he unlocked yeah. him. He really unlocked him. But I I need an apology though from from Adam <laughs> and Chops because it's on the record Uh-oh. about what y'all pal? Were, y'all were disrespecting Mr. Russell Westbrook. For CP3 the beginning of the season, I remember that. Yeah, have you watched Russell the past couple seasons? No, 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 no. Look at CP3 though, how he's doing. He's been hoping, but now you know your apology should be as loud as the disrespect was. What apology do you want, (laughs) bro? You guys were trying to infer that Chris Paul was a better player than Russell Westbrook. I already apologized for Jason Tatum. You're only getting one out of me. Chris Chris Paul is a better player. This is is complete nonsense. I can't even say that now. He's not a better. Yeah, he's and and, and also how, again the only the only reason why why Russell is playing out of his goddamn <clears throat> mind right now is because Daryl Moore decided to blow things up a little bit and install something that would give them any shot at making some noise and waves in the Western Conference playoffs. And this is perfect. Yeah, they've unlocked Westbrook and he's playing incredible. And again, when you negate his ability, not a gate, but when you when you allow him to do things and to crash. You know, in the paint and just you know dive towards the basket and play like a fucking kamikaze pilot like he's at his best, and you don't want him taking three pointers and shitty mid range shots. And yeah, Russell's going to be yeah, phenomenal. I mean, but and he, he can find guys in the corner and dart and dive and mix it up and facilitate. He's great. But again, you had to do that when Daryl Moore decided that fuck it, let's try small ball, let's try the small lineup, get Quinn Capella out of here, and do what our personnel is kind of built best to do. So props to him. And to Mike D'Antoni for kind of steering the ship. It's working right now. I think it will be fun to watch in the postseason. I don't think it's going to make them title serious, serious title contenders. I think it'll make it interesting. Are you? But the are, idea, but the idea, Zion, you want me to apologize for my take that CP3 <laughs> is a better point guard than Russell Westbrook? Get the fuck out of here! Apologize, now. bro. Are yeah. you, Adam? Are you loading or unloading Westbrook as the best player on the Rockets? 
if you're giving if you're if the context of the question is right now, yeah. then I'm going to load that statement. If you're giving me in the grand scheme of things, I still would say unload to that because James Harden to me is the more iconic, the better overall scorer. Obviously, and his his legacy will be much bigger than Russell Westbrook's. Okay. See, he, if Westbrook was playing like this with the Thunder, KD would have never left. But he couldn't. He couldn't. That's like he a couldn't. Yeah, he, he could have because I watched I watched those games, bro, and he had no business. Taking all the shots that he used to take, bro. Bro, but he the, used to take dumbass <laughs> shots, and KD would just be standing there, bro. But that's the thing. KD you, would you just be standing KD. there. You have to honor KD, and and the thing is, the Thunder never had ever since James Harden left the Thunder. They never had a two guard that could shoot. Ever, it's always a two no, guard. No, that, that's that fair. Play but Westbrook defense. used to do a lot of dumb shit, bro. When he was with the Thunder, he, he did. would just he grab the rebound and and run a thousand miles an hour. And and jack up a fucking brick from three, bro. He did that shit so many times. Yeah, and he I, finally changed his game, and it's for the better. He's he's playing the best that he's ever played. He's he fucking average triple double up, the last three years. He still puts up some like um, shitty mid range shots, but in general, his game has been a lot more enjoyable to watch. And again, it's fun when he's going a hundred miles per hour right at the basket and either taking guys on making incredible layups or dunks or finding P.J. Tucker in the corner or Covington on the wing or something like that. So, you know, the Rockets have gotten a lot of flack from, you know, some notable podcasters that they're boring to watch. I don't really agree with that. I mean, it's not fun watching James Harden dribble for 20 seconds and launch up a three, but this version of the Rockets is a lot better to watch than it was a month ago. Yeah, yeah I agree I, with that. I agree I, with that. I think they could beat the Nuggets in the playoffs, too. Yeah. The, who, well, the Nuggets yeah. don't beat anybody big yeah, time. Just, so that's I mean, yeah. exactly a bold, bold statement. Nugget, bold the, statement. The Nuggets is uh, ranked second. They're like uh, third or second or They're whatever, second you know? slash third in the West right now. I don't have the standings the most, in front of me. But the most they got boring beat team down. ever. They got beat by the Lakers and beat by the Clippers. They got destroyed by the Clippers. I was at yeah. Staples Center last Friday. They got destroyed by the Clippers. The Nuggets could. Most boring team ever. And Mike Malone called them soft. Their own coach called them soft for their performance on Friday against the, against a team they could easily face in the second round of the playoffs. So take that for what it's worth. I would also load up on the – I think Westbrook's the, the best player on the Rockets right now. I think they truly unlocked him. And speaking of this, going to our last loader unload because it kind of plays in, Team Giannis, Team Harden. Quickly pick one. Damn. Team Giannis. Wow. L- listen, I was, I was on the uh, Team Harden train a little bit, but – I dialed that back, bro. Giannis has some type of skill. Oh no, he yeah, does, I'm, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm I, not about that. I'm just saying, who, are, who are you? Who are you rocking with? Obviously, Giannis has skill. It's foolish to say that Giannis doesn't have skill. No, yeah, but I, I get, I get where where Harden was coming yeah. from just because of what Giannis said. For sure, because so it's like you know what I mean, like. Okay, here's the thing. Giannis he's averaging how many assists, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that Harden isn't a jock because Iverson and Stephon Marbury. And Kobe Bryant average uh, had nice assist numbers, but ain't nobody gonna say that they wasn't jocks. Obviously, you know I mean? obviously Giannis has skill. Obviously, Harden is a better passer than Kemba Walker. Like, it, like they <laughs> yeah. both said crazy shit. And Giannis hasn't won the All Star game in two years, so it's like <laughs> he doesn't. He obviously don't know what the fuck he's talking. Yeah, about. his GM skills are. On, he, he, he has no GM skills. <laughs> he has other skills. No, no and GM it was skill. funny because Baller's life was like did the quote about Harden, like oh yeah. uh, he all he does is run and dunk. And they posted a video of him <laughs> running and dunking. I mean, it takes some skill to do that, the Euro step and all that. Yeah. But I mean, a big part of his game is running and dunking. But this year, he's unlocked a lot of things, man. He's playing a lot better. So, Team Giannis or Team Harden? I'm, team, I'm going to go Team Giannis because he's, he's the MVP right now. 
I was Zion. team Harden, but you know I can't go against my fellow Nigerian. <laughs> oh my god, but team Har- Giannis. But look, Harden did make a point, like because he got it was like a roast session. You know what I mean, Giannis talked shit about him. What point did Harden make? He said to me, to me, Harden came off sounding like a clown. But what what point did Giannis make? Giannis right, didn't so, make a so point either. So obviously, you take again, guys take motivations and the pettiness of the NBA is hilarious because guys take things and run with it and use it for whatever motivation they possibly need to. And that's the only thing I can let you can come away with. Where it's like Rachel Nichols who asked the question, you know, did it to? I'm sure she tipped him off a little bit, but like did it to just see if that would entice him and 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 flip him off and get him rowdy and make for a good quote. And it did. But in the grand scheme of things, if you're getting if you're getting petty and crazy over just like a joke that was said on a nationally televised thing that's supposed to be light and fun, like I don't I don't really get that. Um, so, but you know, Harden can say what he wants. But the idea that Giannis isn't skilled and arguably the best player, if not definitively the best player in the NBA right now, is ridiculous. And if and if you were asking GMs around the league, who would you rather pick to start your team? I mean, yeah, all yeah. thirty GMs are going to take yeah. Giannis. Yeah. But yeah. Giannis was was the one that started it. He talked yeah. shit first from a like stupid a, little joke. It's no, like that I know, to me. but it's hold like, up, what do up, you want Harden to respond? How do you want? How would you want Harden to respond to that? Hold you up, know? I guess I'll be the only one to that's have t- a sense of humor. Adam, chill. I'll be the only one that goes Team Harden, I guess, because Giannis started it. He was being a little punk. <laughs> I'm going to rock with James. That's it. That's all it is. Giannis started it. He's backing it up. He's very good. I don't think he's the MVP. I think LeBron should get it. No, that, you're wrong. You're wrong there. I, you're just wrong. Uh, That's just wrong. Well, I'll be wrong then. <laughs> it's just because the like I kind of would agree with you if the Bucks weren't like they have 52 eight losses, and, like, eight, yeah, they got like, eight Well, <laughs> when they don't make it to the finals, like then blowing it well, I mean, yeah, but it's not the oh playoffs. yeah. I don't think they're gonna make the finals yeah. either. But they have like this historic point differential and shit. Like I don't know, man. Yeah. Well. I'm Team James Harden in this thing. I feel like most people are Team Giannis. Uh, Angel, thank you for joining us. We're going to have you on much more frequent, I promise, than uh, once every 12 weeks. And we'll be right back. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. All right, welcome back, everybody. We have a few more segments. Uh, you know, we appreciate Angel stopping through, talking some shit with us. Always fun. So let's get into the last few segments of the day before we get out of here for the week. Adam, how much Syracuse basketball do you watch? <laughs> Zero. So you don't watch any Syracuse basketball games? I mean, unless they were ranked and relevant, but they're not relevant and ranked this year. So... I don't know how many people were watching over the weekend, but they had a few celeb guests watching the game. Did you see that? Oh, I saw this segment, so yes. You saw Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, and for some reason Jimmy Fallon all sitting together at a Syracuse Jimmy game. Fallon's from upstate New York. I get that. 
I don't think Julian Edelman's from upstate New York, and as sure as hell, Tom Brady ain't from upstate New York. So what the fuck were the three of them doing at a Syracuse game that was on ESPN? Well, causing a stir is the answer. Look at that setup you just gave me. So I'm sure everybody who listened to this podcast saw it, but the camera caught the three on camera, and Julian Edelman mouthed to the camera, he's coming back, right? Is, is that what exactly what he said, he's coming back? Something like that, Something, yes. Something along the lines of he's coming back. Brady looked at the looked for one he looked pissed. Brady looked very annoyed in this clip because he's like, "I would be too if you've been to Syracuse, New York. It sucks." <laughs> I, I think Brady was more pissed about Edelman doing that, and then may have mouthed, "He's not Adam." I'm watching the clip right now. Did he say he's not? Uh, you know what? It's like whatever. We can parse this like the fucking Zabruder film for all That's you exactly want, what I want to do. That's exactly what I, I want to do. I don't want to do that. So if you want to get to your point about Tom Brady and Antonio Brown teaming back up, which which Tom Brady came out um, and said earlier this week that he's interested in doing that, which 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 would reference back to our podcast with Antonio Brown a few weeks ago. That's one thing I'd be interested in. I, I have no interest in that. I want to watch this video. Did he say he's not on a podcast? You want to watch a video? Yeah, we're gonna put the video on the thing. Yeah, it's fine. On the what thing? Mm. <laughs> we, this, the struggle is real right now yeah, this segment, I, but keep going um, yeah for one I'm assuming that everybody saw this video if you're a sports fan you saw this clip it's Tom Brady this is what a top three sports story that we've been that we've had over the past what three weeks and going forward Tom right? Brady's free agency is a yes. sports story not so, not him mouthing off or looking pissed off at, at, on the sidelines well, of a Syracuse okay we'll, we'll move on just tell me what you think he said I just want to know because you're kind of like very serious man, Adam. You know, like, I could see you being in a situation like this where, you know, someone says something that you don't want out there. So I could see yeah, you... Yeah, I would be pissed put, off too, yeah. If someone's putting words in my mouth like that, yeah. Put Especially yourself Brady, in... Put, put yourself put in Brady's shoot, yes. I'd be pissed off too because if you... This is like negotiating shit right here that seemingly the Patriots reps and everyone will kind of throw at you and, and like, everyone wants to break you down psychologically and be in the news cycle. Like, again, Brady likes to control what comes out when he's on social media and what he puts out on Facebook and, and Instagram and whatever other means and, and mediums he's on. So he didn't control this message. So a guy who's been crazy about that for the past like decade or whatever lets something slip or just kind of looks foolish on TV. Like If you're of his stature, you'd be pissed off too. So I completely get that sentiment that where Tom looks kind of uncomfortable and like wishes the camera wasn't in front of him and wishes Julian Edelman wasn't saying stupid shit to the side to stoke you know everyone's fantasies and, and talking heads like us. Zion, you're a social media expert. What Brady say? Um, I don't like to speculate. Oh my God! You were just <laughs> telling me he's going to the Titans like an hour ago. No, but I do think there's a chance. There's a chance he, he he's going to that. Like that's definitely a scenario. Well, after right? this video, Adam, did you see the next clip? After the Mike Vrabel FaceTime Brady after that clip came out. I mean, technically Vrabel. Well, technically is that a free agent. So that's no, he's a free agent. Now, league year, you can't talk to free agents until March 16th. Well, if they weren't talking about actual business, then it's not tampering. Uh, and they have so again, it's like so who, it's you know way. who's gonna who's gonna rat him out? Was Julian Edelman gonna rat out like Mike Vrabel for saying, "Oh, you know, Nashville's beautiful this time of year" or some stupid <laughs> shit like that? Like, yeah, again, I can't I can't get too wrapped up into this. I just I just can't. All right, all right, all right. I just you know it seems like something's afoot out there, and it seems like Brady. I think we can definitively say that Brady got mad at Edelman. They Have did. you changed your stance about where Brady's going to end up? I'm on the tight. I'm on this Titans wave. Whoa. When did Whoa. that happen? Uh, an hour ago. Zion convinced me. No, <laughs> no the Vra- no. the Vrabel FaceTime. 
And then I was reading, uh, like Peter King did a lot this morning. A lot of people are writing about the Titans. Great defense. Great receiving core. Young guys. They have tight ends. Derrick Henry. Henry. Got to re-sign them, though. Gotta, well, they can, fr- they can franchise Derrick Henry yeah, and then sign Brady. The Titans make a lot of Vrabel. He's there. I mean, it's a much better situation than the Raiders. I'll give you that. The, I think I'm leaning towards the Titans. It would be so weird to see Tom Brady in a fucking Titans uniform. It would like, be it would be jarring. But yeah, yes, if you want jarring. to break down who who the best you know free agent destinations for him other than the Patriots would be, yeah, you can easily make a case that Titans would be up there because again, it's a better situation than the Chargers, better than the Raiders, and he hasn't really been linked to any NFC teams. Um, even though Tampa Bay thinks they may have a chance to kind of you know <laughs> look at him and some other squads like that, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess you know if you're a Titans fan, um, are there get Titans hyped, fans? Get create. I mean, no. there's got to be some of them. Probably not, uh, not on the coast. But um, yeah, I would get hyped for that and you know have some fantasy. But again, I have a really really hard time believing that Tom Brady is going to play his final two seasons in Tennessee. Nashville's a great city. I don't know if you've ever been. It's a great I haven't. City. No, I can't. I can't talk shit about Nashville because I never. That's one of the few places I haven't been to. Um, I would like to check it out at some point. But again, Tom Brady for um, what he represents and his taste levels and his wife's notoriety, I just don't see him as a fit in Tennessee from a you know living you know standpoint. But from a football standpoint, yeah, uh, you know the ties to Vrabel from the Patriots and how plug in and play ready they could be to contend right away. I get it. Yeah, I get it too. I think it could be a big sleeper. Uh, I think I saw a report this this morning, Colts, Raiders, maybe not as interested as people think. Obviously, the only NFC team that I see come up is pure speculation, the 49ers. People think Deion Sanders said it at the Combine. People think they should dump Jimmy G and go after Brady, which just seems so unlikely to me. Like, obviously, Brady grew up in San Francisco in the Bay Area, was a 49ers fan, all that. But that just seems so unlikely to me happening. So I think the Titans make a lot of sense. I'm and people keep saying he's leaving New England, but there's not a lot. Like he, he's not going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nope. Tom Brady's not going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's in Tampa anyway? Yeah, I mean it's a fun city, I guess. I don't know, but Super Bowl's there, I guess. You can play at home, but I don't think that's happening. Notorious so, strip clubs. That's what that's what Tampa Bay has. Yeah, I I, I wasn't going to say it. You said I, it. So. I go to church on Sunday. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, pal. Congrats on that. <laughs> I don't know what Tom Brady does on well, other than win football games. I don't he know eats what avocados. He, yeah, and not no strawberries. No strawberries. Yeah. All right. So that's our Tom Brady weekly update. We're going to keep doing that until this is <laughs> over. We have some trivia. We have a new segment where our producer Jasmine Alejandro usually is going to do it, but he's. Uh, at a prior commitment, so wait, wait. So, so we're debuting a segment that Alejandro came up with, and he's not here to actually debut it. He gave the blessing to Jasmine to do this. It so. sounds kind of fucked up, but as long as he gave the blessing, we'll he, let Jasmine take it away. I have the blessing in writing, so Jasmine's gonna pop onto the mic right here, our producer. Everybody, say hello to Jasmine. Hello. She's gonna Welcome read aboard, it. Jasmine. Read us some trivia. Okay, so courtesy of Alejandro, here's the first question: What is the only team in the NFL to neither host nor play in the Super Bowl? I already know. It's the Cleveland Browns. You guys don't need to answer. Yeah, it's probably the Cleveland Browns. There ain't no Super Bowl going to Cleveland, bro. Exactly. And <laughs> well, they, and no, they ain't the, been to uh, one. No, but you're saying, but the caveat there is to host, because there are plenty of NFL teams that haven't made the Super Bowl. But they've, they've hosted won championships. One. Yeah, but you got to host and play. But no. you have to host. It's so the Detroit, Bra- Detroit has hosted a Super Bowl. Yes. But Detroit has never played in a Super Bowl. Yes. It's the Browns. I already know <laughs> the answer, guys. It's the Browns. It's the Cleveland Browns. Who's right? It, up until two years ago, it was the Vikings and the Browns. 
the Vikings got a Super Bowl two years ago. Alejandro got to do better than that. Yeah, we, we need a deeper dive. We need a deeper dive. This one's better. This okay. one's better. In honor of March Madness, there are only two states in the United States that have yet to send a team to the NCAA. What are they? Tournament? The tournament? Or, yeah. or the final four? Or the or final four, yeah. I think the tournament. Yeah, I would assume the tournament. Mm. Has Hawaii been to has Ah, that might be one. That might be one. I would just say Hawaii and Alaska. Right? Because the Dakotas have been. Have they? North Dakota yeah, State yeah. had a team, and right? South Dakota State made it too. Did they? Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say Hawaii it's not gonna be both Hawaii and Alaska because that's too easy. Uh, that might be the it, two though. No, but Hawaii might have made it. Sh- Char- isn't I can't sh- think of any team from Alaska that isn't would have been. Isn't is division Char- three though? They yeah. never okay. They only play no. in that. Alaska's got to be one over Hawaii. Hawaii may Hawaii maybe made it because they have a a D one team which it was just kind of active. Like, Wyoming definitely made it. Yeah, Larry Nance played on Wyoming. Yeah, um, New Mexico definitely made it. Yeah, it's got to be Hawaii and Alaska. Hawaii's might have made it before. I just don't. Has remember. Delaware? Mm. Delaware and Alaska is my guess. I'm going Delaware and Alaska. Delaware is just a who, let them school, guess before we, we do the answers. What school besides? I'll say Ala- I will say Alaska, and I'm trying to think of like the University of Maine ever made it at any point. Uh, oh, I'm Maine. drawing a blank on Maine, Maine so I will say Alaska and one, Maine. One time isn't Vermont is Vermont a state? Yeah, but the Catamounts, <laughs> University of Vermont, they've have been. had some success. They, no, I, I didn't yeah. know if Vermont was in Maine. I'm, I, and okay. Vermont, yes, is a state in the they, fifty they, con- they, in the fifty United States. Yeah. It is considered a state. Yes, they've actually made like noise in the tournament. Yeah, they they, they beat th- Syracuse one yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, um, fourteen to three, I think. Right, a fourteen three. Yeah, I was yeah. actually in the I was actually in Worcester for that game. Yeah, I need, right. I need a map. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need a list of the fifty states. I'm going Delaware, Alaska, Alaska, uh, Hawaii, just. Throws me off, but I feel like they've made. I it feel before. like they've had to have one. Yeah. yeah. Right, what do we got here, Jasmine? No. Well, let Zion guess. Is that, right. He just did. I'm, I'm gonna go. No, you know, he's saying Maine. he's saying Hawaii threw him off. Uh, I'm gonna go Maine and Alaska. That's what. No, no, no. Delaware, Delaware and Alaska. So I'll go he's biting, he's okay. biting both of our answers. Yeah. What is it, Jasmine? <laughs> it's Alaska and Maine. Oh! oh no way! I should have. Oh. Two for two here, pal. Wow. 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 I'm We have one more question to prove my dominance? No, that's just two this week. And yeah. I would have I would have bodied Stump the Schwab. The worst case scenario is Adam getting all of this trivia yes, right. Definitely. Like there's definitely. no damn. Zion, do you even know what Stump the Schwab is? Yes, I know what Great Stump show. the Schwab is. All right, just checking. Just Folks, checking. If, you, if you didn't know, I was about to completely just, just give you the hand wave listen, we're not giving, for all your sports oh knowledge. Folks, if you're listening at home, we're going to do this trivia weekly. Send us trivia questions. Day of we record. We record Mondays usually. Send us your questions because Alejandro is going to come up with good, some good ones. But you guys, we want you guys to interact with us as well. So at, We need a, a running scoreboard. Well, the first one, though. I didn't let you guys answer. I just said what it was because I knew what it was. So is that two for two for Adam? That's not two for two for Adam. Adam Jasmine, can we nothing. get a ruling? Adam didn't say nothing. She says I Adam. gave you. I, I provided more context to the question. So yes, I got that right. I'm gonna go one and a half for two for Adam. We'll just go scrap out the first week. You know, next week is going. Yeah. To be so we got. We're gonna keep a leaderboard. Adam, the, the main one was very good. That was a, a very good poll. Well, uh, isn't he from Maine? Aren't, no, Staten no, Island. No, get the fuck out of here, You're pal. from Maine, bro. Adam's from Staten Island. No, not even close. Again, you've been, more, you've been to Maine. <laughs> more fake news. Very sad on your end, pal. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get out of here, last segment of the day, gem of the week. Adam, you want to go first? 
I'll start with the, I'm going to go back to Staples Center and Zion Williamson to see him in person. Um, he floats above gravity. It's crazy that someone of his size can do what he does. And just to watch him kind of creeping and almost, you know, kind of calling for alley oops on so many plays, um, it was really awesome to see him. But the gem of this is that. Uh, the Pelicans are already giving him star treatment and like certified superstar treatment. Um, he had the premier locker in the visitors locker room at Staples Center, and you kind of may think that's like whatever, but like that kind of means something to the NBA and to players and to organizations, and to already be giving out the number one locker and to have this special status. Like he takes his time after the post game press conference; he's the last one to kind of talk to the media. Like he has already sent it to superstar status, and he's 19 years old and he's played 13 NBA games. So to me, that was kind of interesting. Um, and a little bit unusual, but also, I guess, kind of it makes sense for the Pelicans who need Zion to be everything and more of what he's been hyped up to be. All right. So Bob Costas randomly just joined us for the podcast for that answer. That was a very <laughs> Bob Costas type. Well, you're welcome for that insight that you only get when you go to games. Jim Nance type answer there. All right. For my gem of the week, Zion. Do you know who Meg the Stallion is? Bro, what? Do you know who she signed to? Yes. I just found out that Meg the Stallion is signed to none other than Carl Crawford, the baseball player, the other day when she was complaining about him screwing her on her deal. That's amazing. That's my gem of the week. I had no idea that famed baseball player Carl Crawford, who made, what, over $100 million easy he in his career. He made a lot of money. He made a ton of money. Is in He the, also had a scholarship to go to Nebraska to play football. Look, uh, Gem of the gem of the week from Adam there. But I had no idea that he was, one, in the music business, and two, signed Megan the Stallion. And three, she hates him because of her contract. <laughs> People were saying Carl Crawford on the timeline. I'm like, oh, pretty common name, you know? You got to do a story on this Was now. Carl Crawford that big of a star? He w- No, but he got that big contract. He got the big contract. He did, huge. but he, he, he built his status off the devilry. He's like, come on. <laughs> no one he, was, he was an okay MLB player, never lived up to that contract, but he got paid. He got, he got paid, paid crazy. Paid. The fact that no one really know- – okay, we, we're giving away a great story, I think, here. But it's nuts that Carl Crawford is yeah. like in the music industry and has a label and Make the Stallion hates him right now. So uh, that's my gem of the week. I was very surprised – that's an excellent gem, by the way. I didn't see that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm 1-0 on Gems of the Week, so yeah. take that. Well, design got, have a Gem I, of the I, Week? Do you have a Gem of the Week? Is Design going to clam up as usual? I got a Gem for everybody. Please, right. wash your hands, oh, you know, God. and Get make the... sure you're not... <laughs> <laughs> I can't take you seriously. Listen, this coronavirus this is, a, is not, it's not a joke. All right, so uh, what a weird way to end this episode. Uh, we appreciate everybody for rocking with us every week. Um We'll be back next uh, next Tuesday with a new pod. Uh, hope you enjoyed this one. You know, make sure you do the rating, subscribe, all that kind of fun stuff. Make sure you hit us on Twitter. We want to hear from you. We're your worst sports moment as a fan. Trivia, questions, all that. Make sure you hit us at Peachops underscore at Adam Caparel at Complex Sports. Hit us, interact, all that good stuff. Till next time, we'll see you guys later. All right, this is the Load Management Podcast. Before we get out of here, a special shout-out to our producers, Alejandro and Jasmine. They're with us all the time. Sound engineering done by Craig Clayton and Josh Dodd. Mixing done by Jasmine. Uh, special shout-out to our editor-in-chief, Damian Scott. This wouldn't happen without him. Our director of video operations, Jen Stewart. Load Management is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. We'll see you next week, folks.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.